Bust the dragon, drag it, drag it. Bust the dragon, drag it, drag it. Bust the dragon, drag it, hot D. Um, okay. I got some bleach exploded in my bathroom. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> bleach. And, uh, like, I think it, like, crusted or something, and I just popped the lid off, basically, and just spilled everywhere, all over everything. And so I had to clean that up, and then I think some of it got in my eye, so I had to just drain my eye in the shower for, like, 15 minutes. I would just blast it with hot water. Hot water? Is it supposed Whoa, to be hot, hot water? water? I thought it was supposed to be cold water. Cold water first, and then I was like, I, be- I, better, bl- I better double blast it. What does the back of the bottle say? I can't remember. I don't know. I can't see anymore. Um, all right. So <laughs> anyway, no, it's it's fine. I think I'm okay. I like I did that. And then I just went and I fell asleep for like 15 minutes, which was weird. Um, <laughs> and now I'm here. Are you so. okay? Do I sound no. muffled? I just want to make sure I sound okay. No, you sound no, good. you sound fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, but why any- hot water? Well, I don't know. I just got scared, man. I just like I did wash it out. I did rinse it with cold water for like three or four minutes, and then I was like, uh, I better, I better double blast. Double um, blast. Also, my whole body was like covered in bleach because of the explosion. So I was like, I should probably just do this. Did you turn your fan on in your bathroom? I did. I closed okay. the door. I've turned the fan on. I sprayed some Febreze stuff in there. So I'm trying to make sure like Ellie doesn't wander in. Also. Yeah, that's a that's a good idea. As long as you're also not one of those people like, now I need to use an ammonia product. And you're like, not mustard gas. Oh, what? People love mixing bleach and ammonia together. And they're like, that won't make me sick. And you're like, you just made mustard gas. What are you talking? Why would I put ammonia in, in because, there? Because people are like, I'm going to clean out the smell with a different smell. Because like other cleaning products like have better smells or like lemon mixed oh. in. You know, just to try to get rid of bleach smell. Okay. I love the and smell of bleach. Yeah, some people don't mind it, but other people are like, bleach is terrible, let me mix it with this other product. It doesn't smell bad. I don't like it in my eye. Um, yeah, no, I completely get it. It's not the I best think, place for it. No. no. I think I, I think everything ended up okay, but I just, like, I've just, I've my, my body's just, like, t- it's broken. It's tired. Um, and I, I stayed home sick today because I woke up and I was sick. So, and I was like, "What do I have all these sick days for, huh?" Answer me that. You're lucky to have. Si- I don't get sick days. Like I get vacation days, but we don't actually get sick days. We have yeah. sick days, but only when you've been off for more than five days. If if you've been off for any less than that, you either just go unpaid or you take a vacation. Oh. Huh. I've like. I mean, I, I think I think it's a government thing because, like, I know most companies don't offer sick days anymore. It's it's mostly you just get flat PTO, and like you probably get more PTO than I do. I'm guessing um, for like vacation days, Felicia. But uh, yeah, mine's uh, accumulated. I think I've got many hours that I should use, but I have not. Yeah, used. how many days do you get each year, roughly? Um. Ooh, that's a good question. I want to say we we get um, 20. No, I think we get more than that. I, all I know is that I have like 128 hours. Right, which is exactly enough time for James Franco to gnaw off his own arm. I don't think I didn't see the movie, but um, anyway, yeah, now we have I think we get like we get 12 days of vacation time per year, but we also get an additional like 12 days each year of, of sick days, which are also used for like doctor appointments and stuff. So like we get 28. Yeah. Well that's, yeah, that's honestly, I'm lucky to even get t- fucking 12 days for, for a year. That's, that's a, that's a lot of vacation time for us. I think if... 28's the law in the UK. Yeah. Most countries have a law for that. We don't, uh, a lot of people just don't, don't have vacation days it's just not a thing you get with your job so that's exciting they also don't have to offer you sick leave or anything either no they don't yeah that's nice i'm glad that the the they can the corporations can stay winning um 
Okay, let's see what's happening right now. I'm I'm going over to. There's the... this like dragon show that we be doing podcast on. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, now, what was I think my prediction was that Viserys was going to slip on a banana peel and fall. Um, yeah. Something similar did happen at the end. He did fall over in a, in a sort of comical way. He fell um, over quite a bit. I swear he fell over when he left the carriage as well. Mm, yeah that's also true um yeah and so yeah let's 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 back it up to the the beginning so um we're kicking this one off not too much of a time skip from the last one right it's just a uh how long was it 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 wasn't very long however i think long it took to sail to see lenore yeah like a few weeks at most i think yeah yeah and i guess however long that Damon took to see his wife that we finally meet. <laughs> yeah, he just fucking <laughs> just fucking clowns on her immediately. Uh, I felt so bad for Rhea Roy, so I wish we'd seen more of her because she seemed pretty cool. She I did like seem her. really cool. I would want her in battle fighting beside me. Yeah. yeah. Uh she was she was she seemed like she was good at her at the hunting and stuff, and then he just like fucking whacked her, dude. He was and that was, was- that was like another prediction that we got right as well was that she wasn't going to turn out to be as he described and he was just being overdramatic. Well, That's he's true. just dramatic in general, but yeah. yeah. Uh, what a terrible way to die. I'm sorry. I would be if you don't die right away, like what a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, also like what was his what was his plan there? Was like cuz he didn't even kill her until she was like finish it coward and then he did. Like was he going to like just leave her there was the I, idea i think so but also she didn't even say that she goes just like you can't finish anything and i was like oh what a burn <laughs> right uh yeah i don't know like i was curious what his original plan was was he was he did he go there to kill her or did he just go there to like be like i hate you and then leave again no, this really- is gonna be a common theme where people are gonna die and then in the books it's just like Damon happened to be in the area when this person died so I think he did intend to kill her because this is gonna be like his thing going forward mm. <laughs> oh is he like a dementor but not it's just like certain characters certain characters will conveniently die like conveniently for him and then George will just be, yeah, we don't know how this person died. Uh, you well, do Damon- know, George. You made the whole thing. <laughs> D- Damon was seen fleeing the area, so say some maesters. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean... I- it's not a fucking news report. Just write what happened. <laughs> it's okay. a news report. Whatever. I- it- 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 sorry, go on. I heard that in the book, though, he was at, he was at sea when she died. Is that true? She, uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't around when she died. Is is that fact or fiction? No, I can't remember. It's probably one of those things where there's several cases, but I know it's like very much presumed that he killed her. So I, I'm thinking that there's a lot of scenarios where George will write about an event that happened, and then he'll end it off with, "We don't know what the specifics are. It was oh, either okay. this, that, that, or that." <laughs> so it's like it's probably what it was probably one of those scenarios. I can't really remember. Yeah. Um, very I interesting. Just, I like. I was um, and I, I, I'm guessing this is one of those like political marriages, like why they got married in the first place. What? Who else was from? Do we know the Royce family? It sounds familiar, but I don't remember what they do. Uh, I can't remember either. Because uh, I remember there being some sort of mention of them in Game of Thrones. Yes. No, I remember now. I've I've suddenly. As I'm tapping away, as I'm tapping away. So, uh, the Royce family is, um, you know, I don't. I, God, this is going to be a massive reach. But back in the early seasons of Game of Thrones, um, there was a. I think I can't remember what he was, but he was with Bran a lot. He he taught Bran how to fight and everything, and. Oh no, that wasn't him. Well, he was in the Vale. I get them mixed up a lot. What get what, what mixed up a lot? Why is their motto "We remember"? I guess I'll never forget that Damon killed her. <laughs> so he, 
So this guy, actually, I'm going to send you a picture of him because if you see a picture, I, I can't describe him, but he was like, I'm, I'm getting him confused with someone else as well. Is it? But he he was with um, the boy in the veil, Robin Aaron. So that was the Royce, the, the guy from the Royce family in Game of Thrones. Sorry, I'm having a sort of existential crisis because I've just found out that Jeff Kaplan from, you know, the guy who made Overwatch and then left Blizzard last year is making the Fantastic Four movie from Marvel. Yeah. That's that's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Is his, uh, name, is his name Jan Rice? Uh, Royce yeah, that's right. Johan? I remember this fool. Um, what it... He was uh he was in Winterfell, right? So they're a, they're a northern family. Yeah, he was in Winterfell for a bit, but I I actually I think I remember him being with Robin Aaron quite a lot. Mm, was he around during the later seasons in Winterfell when like Sansa was up there? Jon- yeah, he yeah. and um and Littlefinger also went to him to negotiate the veil supporting uh Sansa in the war with Ramsay. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So. So the Royce family are very significant in the um in the area. Hmm. Interesting. In the Vale. Yeah. So the um and I think the the, the I mean the Vale is its own its own region rather. Yeah. It's like if you look at a map of of Westeros, which I always have in front of me. Um, <laughs> Mm. on your wall <laughs> yeah i'm googling it hold on but uh, you don't need to look at a map it's just the map it's just the uk right let me take my map of the uk i always have and just flip it upside down <laughs> um, but yeah it is it is uh, it is absolutely that and then you go over to essos and it's like is this upside down asia it is interesting <laughs> um so yeah but anyway i, I was just curious about because like the north if you don't look at like a map of Westeros, like the North is like the size of the whole rest of Westeros together. Yeah, the problem it's... is with with the North, it's massive, um, but it's very it's it's very spread out um, because right. it's it's kind of like um, well, it's it's kind of like places like Canada and stuff where they they only really live on on the the edge of it because right. it's so cold further up north that it's like uninhabitable. Uh, you'll you'll pay for the whole country, but you'll only need the edge. Yeah, um, basically, um, the veil is very significant, basically because the Eyrie is kind of like uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's kind of like the not the capital, but like you know, like the main holding there. And the area, the Eyrie is impregnable. Um, it's very right. difficult to uh, to break into. So anybody who has charge of the Eyrie is pretty much like forever safe. Unless someone has a dragon, yeah. And for that only in that only that specific way here. I, this is a nice map, but um, yeah. The 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 whole thing about the North is that like nobody like nobody can hold the North from King's Landing. Yeah, um, and I mean that's that's even true in Game of Thrones because the only reason the North was part of the Seven Kingdoms was that Ned Stark was Robert Baratheon's friend and was loyal to him, like. The second yeah. that stopped, like, like the second, I mean, really, the second that Ned left uh, Winterfell, like, the 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 crown had lost the North. Like, that's, yeah. that's pretty much what it was. The North is also very difficult to invade because um, anybody coming from the South isn't used to the weather conditions. So they'll often find themselves, like, dwindling in numbers before they've even reached there just because of the extreme weather. Yeah, it's it's a long way away. I'm, I'm looking at House Royce right now because um, I'm... Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anyone else. So Lord Eon Royce, which we remember from the show. Kyle Royce. That can't be a real person. <laughs> no. <laughs> Out of all the names that you have. <laughs> yeah. It, it, other members, Robar Royce. Yeah. Rhea Royce. Lady of Runestone, right? Um, and then Gerald Royce is Rhea's cousin. If you want to know how long it takes to get from place to place in Game of Thrones, like realistically, so Arya in season one starts off in King's Landing and she she goes with the hounds to try and find someone that she's related to, like literally anybody. And mm-hmm. that journey like kind of like ends at the twins and it takes like two seasons for her to get there. That was also like, uh, this, this is 
sort of, I don't know, side topic, but like, I actually really like the differences from the books to the show with Arya and the Hound because they weren't really even that buddy buddy in the book. Like, no. they they were kind of reluctant traveling companions, and it only lasted for like six chapters at most. Um, like it was like half of one book they stayed together, but like they spent like over two full seasons together in the show, and like they had like great chemistry, which is why they did that. But I think that was yeah. a very positive change. Um, I felt like Arya's earlier. Um... Arya's earlier seasons just in general were far better in the show than the book because there was her interactions to the hounds there was also that whole section where she's with Tywin Lannister isn't in the book and I really loved that bit like I thought that was great for yeah oh my god that was the characters right I think that was in season two that she was like his his serving girl which was like yeah it was a great way to introduce Tywin so that he was an actual character by the time he reached King's Landing yeah. Also, Arya's sections in the earlier books are like literally my least favorite parts of the book. It's just her wandering from King's Landing to wherever with her friends, like until they're caught by. I think that they end up in the Night's Watch somehow, but oh no, they end up in Harrenhal. That's it. And it's mm-hmm. just really boring. It's just literally like chapters upon chapters of Arya walking through the countryside. Yeah, it's it's like reading about episodes of The Walking Dead. Um, yeah. So anyway, but yeah, we can, I'm, I'm interested in Sir G- or Gerald Royce, which is her, her cousin that showed up to the wedding. Um, yeah. And was like, Hey, I know you like fucking murdered my cousin. Like <laughs> we're not stupid. Um, and Mad Smith is like, deny, deny. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love the events of that feast. All Viserys wants to do is he wants to have a little celebration because his daughter's just got engaged. <laughs> and- Come on. Just let me eat this big, big chicken leg greedily, like a rat. That's all he wants to do. Then he has his little speech. Suddenly his wife turns up, like, midway for his speech, wearing the colours of her house and, like, obvious acts of rebellion. Then his brother turns up from exile and just, like, seats himself at the table. Then his brother's late wife's relative turns up and accuses him of murder. Then his brother tries to kiss his daughter on the dance floor. And then... And then his daughter's boyfriend brutally murders her husband's boyfriend. <laughs> oh, while he's trying to put on this little dinner. <laughs> and then, and then he just slips on a banana peel at the end and falls right on his dumb butt. God. I, I, I don't even understand. Like, first of all, leading up, she was fine with the marriage because it was just like, you have a boyfriend. I'm fine with this. Which, yeah, fine. It's great. But the fact that her dumb, fragile lover couldn't handle the fact that she would run away with him and give up her duties. And he, she was like, I, I want to ask you a question. When, he, she, when st- her stupid stepmother brought in um, Sir Christian and he was like, I slept with her. I was like, excuse me? Oh, excuse I, knew, me. I, fucking, yeah. I, knew, I knew he was going to do that. Like, there's, there's no way he would have... I, okay, there were two options. One, the very stupid thing where they would have been like, where they both would have been super vague and then both would have misunderstood the conversation they had, which I'm glad they didn't do because that would have been very dumb. But like the second that he's, he's in there, you know, he's been wrestling with his, his um, you know, virtue and his faith and stuff. And then he's like, somebody is like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm a, I'm not even mad at you, right? That's the thing. She's like, I just want to know what happened. Like, I'm not even directing my anger at you, clearly. Like, I, I'm just here. I want to listen. Um, and it, it just, you know, it, it's it gives them a perfect opportunity to, like, be like, I can't live like this anymore. Like, it's like I, I you know, because the whatever years that he spent with Rhaenyra were with the belief that, like, she would marry him and this would all mean something in the end. Like, and then realizing that was just absolutely 100% not going to happen, like, you know, and, broke him. In what world did he actually think she was going to marry him? But like, how how is Team Christian Cole doing, guys? Like, you know, we, um, we made our choices. First, first of all, <laughs> I, I immediately was said bye. The guy who, who is the gentleman? Who is the watchman who threw her over her shoulder? Because I said that I is. Mar- I marry um, you. Bye. Yeah. Oh, it's it's funny that you should say that. So you know how last week I said that guy that guard who catches her in the street is significant later on 
Yes. Mm-hmm. So that this is Sir Harwin Strong, the guy who went to go and get her at the party. And um, yeah, I'm just going to note again that he is important later on. So they're great, slowly great trickling him in. Grandfather of Strong Belwas. The, the, yeah. the fact that he's the only one, because Damon disappears during the fight, everyone disappears, nobody cares about her well-being except for this gentleman. Yeah. Like, her father can't get to her, and even if he could, he couldn't do anything because he's too weak. And it's not like he doesn't care about her, because obviously he does. But, like, this gentleman, um, I would take him any day over her jilted lover who's so mad. Like, I'm just going to say it. Back then, a lot of people had lovers on the side. So Sir Christian Cole could get over it. (laughs) That's fair. But also, I have to, and I have to remind us of this. This didn't happen in real life. This is not a historical docudrama. <laughs> I know it's not, but I'm just telling you how I feel. Very passionate about it. Because this man, I am convinced, could not be tortured because he'd be like, I know who did it. I'm giving them up. I would not want this man to have my back. Zero percent. And the fact that um, Allison um, is so obsessed with Rainier's virginity just grates on my nerves well it's because i mean it's it's because she wants to find any angle she can to like discredit her at that point like i am kind of like torn with it because um basically um renera lied to alicent on her mother's grave and it seemed like alicent was kind of on the verge of like confining a renera again and opening up to her and like trying to find like companionship there again and Rhaenyra just lying to her face like that, I think has kind of like been the last straw for her. Yeah, and again, I... Alison also lied to Rhaenyra and didn't tell her that she was planning to shag her dad. So Exactly. Um... <laughs> she had, Rhaenyra had no, like, didn't have a reason to ever trust her again. So the fact that Alison is so obsessed with the fact that she's like, well, who did you sleep with him? I, you have no business. I get that you're queen or... I, it just makes me. I'm so mad about it. I'm so, yeah. I'm so mad. It's also the fact that, that happens in that castle is her business. Yeah, it's okay. also the fact that her father was dismissed on the terms that he lied about Rhaenyra. Um, well, not the terms as well, but it was like mainly the fact that he was making these claims about Rhaenyra, and she was promising Alicent that they weren't true. So her dad has been dismissed and sent away from the castle it's because of Rhaenyra's even... lie. Not even just dismissed, but like disgraced. Like, yeah. And I think that on a, a, a secondary thing is the fact that if, if for instance, like he was telling the truth, then like that would be, you know, his reputation back. Basically, you know, it's like he was he was right the whole time. Well, um, he was right about one thing. He's been scheming about other things, so I can't give him credit for one thing to be right about. I mean, like, yeah. he, was, he was right. Like, he probably shouldn't have been, like, spying on her. But, I mean, he didn't, like, lie. But he's also what... been scheming to get her off the throne. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but this like... whole thing is is Otto's fault. I don't really blame Alison, really. I, I, I fully bl- I fully place all of this on Otto. Yeah. Um, but, like, at this point, like, you know, at, at least Alison thought, like, she had her, her father. And then, like, that she simultaneously loses her dad. And then... Uh, you know, realizes Rhaenyra was like lied to her on her on her own mother's grave. You know, like yeah. that. You know, she's like I. So at that point, she's like, okay, like I. That's like her rock bottom point. She truly has nobody and nothing. Yeah, and then is like well, maybe I can I- at least have have like you know the throne I guess. she's yeah. felt like she's hit rock bottom. But how has Rhaenyra felt this whole time? She's had nobody either. So I don't. Yeah, I mean, Renera did like lie to her on her mother's grave, though, so I'm less sympathetic. Well, you about can keep that. you can keep bringing up that point, but Renera's been alone this whole time. Yeah, that's true. So, Allison has literally made her bed, and she's trying to take over the throne by any means possible. I have zero sympathy for her, and she's only going to get worse. She's I did only going to some- get worse. I did have some things that I wanted to say about Alison. So I I noticed that some of the stage directions, well, stage, can you call them stage directions when it's like a, a TV show? But like, you know, like the, the actions. So um, like I, I noticed how manipulative she can, well, not even manipulative, just like clever she can be when she introduces Christian Cole. Uh, well, 
brings in Christian Cole into the room. She's sitting on a bench and she taps the bench beside her and gets him to sit down with her as if they're about mm-hmm. to like talk like they're friends and equals. And then the moment he starts talking, she stands up and then she talks to him from a standing point of view. I thought that was really clever. She's kind of like, yeah, no, in, I... think, like to have a conversation. And then she's immediately took authority. Yeah. In a, in, I, in a in a movie or a TV show, you call that blocking. But yeah, like I I, I know what you mean. That is very yeah. Cool. And then um, the the dress that she wore. I don't know whether you guys know this, but that that this is a very significant the Shrek moment. One? Yeah, the Shrek one. <laughs> her so her dress. <laughs> so the her being late. I'm assuming it's because she wasn't planning on wearing that before she had that conversation with Christian Cole. Up until this point, Alison has wore red and uh, red and black, which is the Targaryen colours, which is mm-hmm. customary when you get married in Westeros to like kind of like take on your husband's family right. colours. Um, green is the Hightower colours, which is her own family. So her turning up to the wedding in a green dress is her basically taking her father, her father and her family side. And it's like an open act of rebellion. That's kind of like why the hall went silent. And uh, that's that conversation between Harwin Strong and I can't remember who he was talking to, but he was like, "Do you remember? Do you know what the color the um, the, the thingy beacons. glows? Yeah, the, the beacon beacons, glows uh, are fired." And she also she also had two cousins there that were wearing green, and they said, "We stand beside you." Yeah. So this is going to be a thing in the the Dance of Dragons, which is what it's based off. There's two sides. There's the blacks and then there's the greens. So we're slowly seeing like the two sides start to form now. Hmm. I like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like, I feel somewhat sympathetic for a lot of characters, but I also don't feel fully sympathetic for any of them. Yeah, this is, this is one of the things that, um, that, it was kind of like thrown around before the show came out when people were trying to get people to watch it was that it's different to game of thrones in that there is no good characters in house of the dragon they're they're all morally 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 reprehensible (laughs) yeah morally gray (laughs) like every single one of them that like no nobody's like truly good in this show um but how about that one deer that they didn't kill that's why we root for the dragons (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's true honestly the dragons can't be evil just by set by but inherently you know they can't be um so maybe maybe we just like and really who better than a dragon to sit on this iron throne yeah mm-hmm. it's what drogon should have done when uh danny died he should have gone what he should have just sat down <laughs> instead of blowing it up yeah. <laughs> also um Speaking of like sympathetic characters, I feel like Viserys is really like I can I'm sympathizing with him so much throughout I, like I all agree. of this now. It's weird. Okay, so I I've been re-listening to some of um uh the uh, episodes of of last podcast on the left, and they were covering uh, Rasputin, which are some excellent episodes. It's like you know several several episodes of that, but. Uh, in covering the arc, uh, basically the historical story of Rasputin in real life, like it's it's kind of startlingly similar to a lot of things in here. To the point, I wonder if George drew a few things from real history, which he's known to do. Yeah. Um, but like, um, the idea of like this, because like mostly it's the king Nicholas II, the real czar that uh, they had in the early 1900s there, and um, this guy was not supposed to be king. Um, it was another situation where like, in this case, he had an older brother who, um, had, had died and basically he was not raised to be King, nor did he really have the demeanor or the temperance to be a leader of any kind. He was kind of just like this artsy boy and like, um, you know, it's just like a soft boy, right? You could smack him around a little, he just bounce around, but, um, he ended up becoming King, uh, just by accident essentially. And, he was basically known as this like super weak king because he couldn't control anybody or anything much like least of all his family like um and least of all his his wife and you know uh her her main advisor Rasputin like there I don't know Viserys kind of reminded me of that cuz Nicholas was also kind of the sickly guy like he was like always kind of t- uh tired and sick and their kid Alexei their oldest child was sick all the time 
He had hemophilia. He did have hemophilia, but nobody yeah. knew what hemophilia was back then. No. And Rasputin was able to cure him constantly without ever telling anyone how or why. Um, by the way, kind of fascinating. Apparently, this is the the prevailing belief, is that back then aspirin was like treated as sort of a cure-all drug. And so by default, whenever anyone was in pain, doctors would give them aspirin. Rasputin seems to have figured out that aspirin is a blood thinner before doctor is dead. And whenever he was around, he would just, you know, very quietly stop aspirin from being given to the child and his blood would thicken again and he would feel better. Um, um, anyway, so that was a sort of a side story. But I guess the point I was getting at was like, I, I, I sympathize also with Viserys in like, he's he's been very humanized by the show. Like he has not been like, just like, oh, look at this fucking goofball. Like, you know, he he's, he uh, tripped over a wire and they threw a cream pie <laughs> in his face. Like, um, I just, I feel like, I feel like any, one of, any one of the three Stooges could be replaced with Viserys and nobody would notice. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, I think they've done a really good job humanizing him. And I like, I feel bad for him. But at the same time, it's like you're you're like clearly so unfit to do this first just because of like your personality and secondly because your body's literally falling off of your skeleton yeah yeah that that's another thing like i feel so bad for him about this like illness because that that's i don't know if you guys have seen the trailer for the next episode but he looks so bad yeah he does Um, look terrible and there's like a teaser um, that I saw on Snapchat for the show and you can see him getting off the throne and he's like wearing like a half golden mask. And uh, are you guys in like Kingdom of Heaven? Uh, no, I don't know what that is. No. But I've seen uh, Man in the Iron Mask. That is it's similar. Similar, yeah. It's it's uh, a film about uh, King Baldwin the Fourth, who was the king of Jerusalem, and he had leprosy as well. And in the film, not in real life, he wears like a mask to cover up um, basically the facial disfigurements, and I think that's what's going on here. And it's just like it's awful to think that he's going to live like another ten years like with this horrible disease. I just Is think there... it's like such an awful way to go. Right? Huh. That's interesting. I like. Yeah. I. I don't know. I think. I also think that, like, Viserys, they, I, I get why they did the shot like they did at the end, but, like, me and I feel like most other people were led to believe by that shot that he had died there. And yeah. And then, like, if you didn't watch the thing at the end, which I didn't this time, like, for what's next week, like, you would not have known he was not dead. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I also wanted to bring up that when Viserys was talking to Lord Corleys, he, he said that he wanted to talk about what's in it for him if she married Lenore and he said that uh, she would take um, Lenore's last name which just because she's a woman she doesn't keep her last name but most royals isn't it true that they they it doesn't matter if it's a female or male they keep their last names because even Elizabeth she she wasn't a mound she wasn't Mountbatten she was hyphenated correct like they keep their last name well yeah like for for their for when they're bur- ugh, birthed yeah birthed, born born even is the word they, i wanted even when they marry they like keep I'm their looking. royal last name queen elizabeth because i think there's yeah a i know i sh- i shamefully I, don't know this <laughs> I, think, I think the whole thing is if she if she was to take philip's last name uh something would have happened and he would have um become he become king she was. What, let me see. I'm trying to find nope. out what she was born as because it's like these these fucking royalty names around. And, she and she was me, born like, as Windsor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's so what... her father was Prince. Oh my god! Just say a fucking name anywhere. His, this Wikipedia page is four hundred pages long. That was George. They take on reg, reg, uh, regency names, so it's tradition most of the time when they become king or queen to take on a different first name as well. Most yeah. kings and queens, uh, say like King Henry, like he, his name wouldn't actually be King Henry; it might be something right. else. Like he's just picked up a, his middle name. That was yeah. more of a um, historic thing, right? Because I think Elizabeth was born as Elizabeth. That is, yes. her yeah, yeah, that's what fa- I was getting at. So Elizabeth chose not to go for Elizabeth. So it's it's normal for them to just switch up their names when they become king or queen. 
Mm-hmm. But her father was not actually George was not his first name. No, I think it was uh what was his name? For uh the uh, King George the 6th and that his name was Albert Frederick Arthur George. Yeah. yeah. Too many names. But I want to sit I I know they go over this in the crown like it, she was to take Mountbatten as her real first name. So I was like, oh, she doesn't even get a choice. She can't keep her last name. She marries Lenore. Yeah, like she's so like the idea would be that she'd, you know, lose her last name. And then like her, like they said, like her, her child would have a like Valerian as their last name. And then yes. upon taking the throne, become Targaryen, which is. Uh, which made me think because I, I, maybe I missed something or, but in their agreement, did they say that she was going to have to take his last name or just that their child was going to have to take his last name? She would take his last name until she goes onto the throne and then she would take on Targaryen and so would the kid. Interesting. Okay. I see what you mean. That is, um, a weird, it, it is a weird sort of compromise, but like it is, it also definitely has historical precedent. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's yeah, but like it's it's like whatever. They're you know they're they they made their their political dealings. Um, are we? Do did they? Um, I'm I'm assuming just from how the episode was was shot and like how the show has gone. Like, I am assuming that the wedding like finished happening and like in the next episode they are they like will have been married for ten years or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So next episode is going to be the time skip. We're going to change all the actors, including Lainor, which I was a bit upset with because I did yeah, like. I like it's it. like literally the first time we've seen him properly in this role. Yeah. He's changing again next episode. I'm guessing Lainor is too, which is also a shame because we've literally just been introduced to the new actress of Lainor and she's probably going to change again. She is going to change again too, yeah, <laughs> like said. Um, before we get off the, the topic of this, because there's other stuff I want to get to, like, I, I just remember like uh, the, i think the thing that bothered me about the at the at the wedding uh about uh christian cole like going like fucking buck wild and just like beating the shit out of this guy like six minutes after he talked to him and like which i i i don't think i get but at the same time because like there were little bits of like i was having some like war flashbacks to remembering danny like hearing those bells and burning down king's landing <laughs> i was like this doesn't make any fucking sense but i was like I mean, that is different because I guess the thing is that we don't really know this character and never really have. And it's like, okay, like we, we haven't spent, we've spent like, you know, maybe 30 minutes total of screen time with Christian Cole. You know, it's like not, <laughs> not eight seasons with Danny where we know she's not like a fucking maniac. But yeah, like, for all we know, he's probably just massively homophobic. He might be. <laughs> I think part of his problem was he realized he didn't need to betray her and he did. And he was like, what have I done? But also like, I can't have my cake and eat it too. Cause I've betrayed her already. So this guy can't have it either. So I'm taking away the one thing that matters to her. Cause the one thing that matters to me has already been taken me because I've already said something. I thought that's how I took it, but maybe I'm completely wrong. I mean, you might be right, because I genuinely wasn't able to find the reasoning behind him getting mad at this guy. You I, know? Bec- like- because that's how I took it. But I was, but maybe it, there's so many different interpretations but he, i mean he really like bashed in his face and i was like wow that feels yeah, real feel, bad feels bad a crime of passion if there ever I did, was one i did feel like the episode was really choppy to be honest i think this could have been mm-hmm. split into two there it was kind of like that and also just the the ending of it felt really rushed like what was the reason for them just suddenly rushing to the wedding because I think it was just Viserys got scared. I, I'm I'm 100 percent sure he's the one who was like, "Do the wedding now!" Like, yes, yeah. yes, they did explain that in the the that follow. Oh, they did at the end. Yeah, okay. they said that he rushed it because he was so scared of like, um, you know, like Allison's attitude of the fight that occurred, like of things that were to come. He just wanted them to get married right away because he didn't want anyone to stop this wedding. If it became to gr- like was going to be a grand wedding, he just needed it to happen right away. I think there might still be a ceremony. Actually, no, it's 10 years time next episode. I was going to say there might be another a ceremony, but they've just like, uh, like legally got married quickly, but um, yeah, there is going to be a time skip after this. It's a shame we didn't see their actual marriage. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. But I guess it's probably also a good idea that they did that since he was so sick in the end that he passed out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's... Um, I, it's pretty... I, oh, no, carry on. No, I was just going to say, like, it's it's... I don't know. Okay, so the thing is, like, Viserys is, we, we, I guess, know from this preview, he's still alive in 10 years, and he's still acting as the king, right? He's on the throne. Yeah. Like, because my other thought was, like, maybe he's so, so sick, like, once this wedding is done, like, he maybe will, like, abdicate his throne because he's unfit to, to rule or something. But no, that would be an insane thing to do. Um, yeah, no, I don't think he can actually do that. But I also think he would never do it because in his mind, number one, he would be doing it, sending the throne to his daughter, who he never thinks would be prepared for it. And also, like, he's like, she's getting this throne. Worst case scenario, I'm dead. Like, and I don't want to see what it's like when she gets it. To me, that's how he feels. But I also could be wrong about Mm. that. I mean, I I don't know. I think you're I think you're disparaging him a little bit because I think. I think the I think the difference is that I think he does believe that she could be a good ruler, but I think he also does genuinely believe that nobody would accept her as the ruler. Like it's not down to her capability as a as a leader. Um, yeah. Because I, I think he does believe, based on her capability as a leader, she could be one, but it just it couldn't happen because of just how everybody else is all the time. I think he's driven by his dream as well. Um, what was that dream that he had? He he said he said he's he's his belief in Rhaenyra and also um, his like belief in having a son as like a good ruler is all based on this dream that he's had that he's gonna have a child that will ascend the throne and be like amazing. Mm-hmm. He's like yeah. had a vision. Not a good dream. He, he had a vision that it, he had a son, and uh, he ruled with like. I don't know, like the mightiest fist or something. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, I was just uh, thinking it's also weird how we don't see Renera's reaction to Viserys' is illness. Like we we don't see her like ever thinking, "Wow, you look pretty bad." Like it, it it's just we we see Alicent and Otto talk, discussing it and saying that they don't think he's going to live much longer, but we never see Rhaenyra's kind of like reaction to it. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think hmm, it's it's hard to like get a read on. I will say also one thing is like with this show, it's like it feels like. A little bit more like um cr- the characters are a little bit more cryptic than in game yeah. of thrones like i don't f- and, and 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 part of it is one due to the fact there haven't been that many episodes yet but like also two like i think it, it's intentionally like that because like we talked about it it's supposed to kind of feel more like history like it's it's like a, a reenactment of a historical event that happened but like even after like a few episodes like I feel like I like in in Game of Thrones. Like I feel like I knew Tyrion. I knew what he was about. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I knew what Jon Snow was about. And like I don't think I feel that about really most of these characters. And I think that's intentional. Like I, I don't think, feel like sorry, go on. I think the show itself is supposed to feel like a history book. You know, um, yeah, because because the very first episode in that like intro where they're having the vote on whether Rainey's or Viserys will get the throne, there's like a narration going on and everything. You never got that in Game of Thrones. Like you never had anyone explaining anything like through a narration. And I think it's it's supposed to in itself feel like how the book is. And in the book, the characters are very, very one-dimensional. Like even even Aegon the Conqueror, who's like the most significant character in the whole lore, the guy who the guy who like conquered Westeros and like literally built the political state it it like has lived on for thousands of years. We know nothing about him. We just know he rode Balerion, he's married to his two sisters, and he like literally burnt down half the country to like conquer it. Like we don't know anything about his personality. Wow, so mm. you can marry your two sisters but you can't marry your niece? This is a a thing throughout the whole like fire and blood book in how Aegon turns up with having married married his two sisters 
and Westeros just kind of like learns to accept it because he's basically threatened to burn them alive if they don't. <laughs> but, but any any of his descendants, they have to literally fight for their traditions. So his um, his son marries marries someone outside the family, but then he wants his children to marry their siblings, and there's actually like a, a full on war because. Um, the con- like the rest of Westeros just doesn't accept this marriage. They they accepted Aegon's marriage with his sisters because he literally turned up like that. They couldn't fix it, but they like they they want to go to war because they don't want this guy coming on the throne who's going to marry his sister. Um, and it's like a long. I know everyone else on the throne is married their sister. Whatever, like yeah. But like, um, yeah, it's a long process of getting that accepted. But the Targaryens have a reason for it, and it's to keep the bloodline pure, so that they can still ride their dragons, because that is their power at the end of the day. Sure, and I think they talked about that a good bit, because even Viserys brought up like another hundred years of dragon riders. It's like, yeah, I mean, and I think House Valerion also sees, and I think that's a huge part, even maybe even more so than the throne situation, like putting their two houses together, like. You know, Corliss is being like, okay, like my descendants are going to be dragon riders and have control of the dragons, you know? Yeah. Um, and I I don't think they've, they're super clear about how long that like uh, the, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe there's not a clear answer to this, but like how long does the um, like how, how, how much Targaryen do you have to have in you to ride a dragon? You know what I mean? So they uh, they answered this in a Game of Thrones, uh, not the book of Game of Thrones, but like kind of the book series. I can't remember which book it is. I think it's the very last one. So this character isn't in the TV show, but Quinton Martell, I who is yeah, D- Dora Martell's uh, son. So mm-hmm. he is Daenerys's cousin, like a few times removed, and he attempts to uh, train a dragon because he goes to ask Daenerys to marry him. And she turns yeah. him down. So he thinks, oh, I know, I'll impress her by trying to tame um, either uh, uh, Rhaegal or uh, Vis- Viserion. And so they, they, they cook him. <laughs> like, like, he has absolutely got no chance. So we know right. at least a few cousins removed uh, doesn't work. Sure. Um, but the, the bastards can still tame them. Like, all the dragon tamers are Targaryen bastards. Right. Um, that's that's uh basic basically yeah i mean the dragons don't care about like marriage or anything like no. you know john snow can ride the dragons <laughs> just fine like um but like uh i don't know so anyway like you know just by locking that in like he's like all right for you know several more generations my my family will have control of these dragons basically yeah like, at, at least um which is i mean like i i get but like i don't know i, I think this I, I i actually kind of agree with um, what's her name? Renice? Is that the the aunt? Yeah, right. Renice. Yeah, I kind of agreed with her because she was like, you know, you should. She was like, you should have asked for more. Like, we have the upper hand here. Like, they're the desperate yeah. ones. Because I kind of was thinking the same thing while they were talking. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I agree. I actually, somebody said they're they're the best couple on the show. They are, <laughs> and even uh, Rainus's actor said that. So when he was interviewing her, and she said, "Well, I've got the most healthiest relationship on the yes. show." Yeah, yeah. I, I actually really, really like them. Um, even though um, Corley's had left and fought with Damon, I think he also really needed to because Damon did need help. But I actually, I just really like them together, and I really like their children. They're so well put together. Yeah. They also are like, I will say, like, I mean, I know it's not great, but let's say like great considering the setting. Like, you know, they 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 know that their son is gay and are like, you know, haven't like strung him up to die or anything. So that's good. I know. I felt so sad when he was crying over his lover. Um uh I I was really heartbroken. I'm like, I don't know you, but I feel really awful for you. Yeah, because like I think I think they did a good job of making us care about Lenor at least, like the character. So like, you know, his his pain is like real and shit. Um so one thing I need to address, um we've we've been dancing around it, is that I'm I'm glad that they finally made a sequel to Littlefinger. I didn't know I needed a sequel, <laughs> but like or a prequel rather, because this is in the past. Oh, true. I don't know. So who, this is sort who of is little. This, this is this is Littlefinger in early access, really, if you think about it. Um, 
this guy is the hand of the king's son, the new hand of the king. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the guy. I think the guy was. I, I, I have no doubt that the actor was instructed to just like, hey, talk like little fingers, like do the exact same thing. Oh, this is Laris Strong. He's related to Harwin Strong. Oh, okay, okay. I thought he was. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong then. So wait, who's who's Harwin Strong again? Harwin Strong is the sexy man who like shouldered his way in there to save Rainus at um. Rhaenyra at a wedding. Yeah, that's the one I I want to marry now because obviously Sir Christian Cole is gets the boot in my book because now it's his it's his uh you kill one gay guy and you're up for good. It's his villain origin story. No, it's not even that. He gave her up. He was like, it was me, me. He raised his hand. He was like, hey, I did it. She made me. He's going to turn I, into the Joker. I, I couldn't say no. I'm her guard. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Harwin Strong here. Is that... So that that other guy is his son. Is that, is that right? No, that other guy is Harwin Strong's, Strong's brother. His brother. Oh, okay, I was about his to say, brother. He's okay. Too, yeah, he's too young to have a son like that. So Okay, fair enough. So anyway, I love this fucking guy. Give me, give me more of him. Same. Uh, He's just like, you know, it really would be a shame if something happened. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, man. That's a real nice throne. It would be a shame if something happened. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just, I miss having somebody being like conniving and being like, oh, don't take my word for it though. You know, he really <laughs> is like a slimy little like shadow creeper. Like you see oh, him I love in his it. just like he's rubbing he's his hands together. He's actually the goblin. He's, <laughs> he's look, look, if if Matt Smith is our chaos gremlin, then this guy is a shadow goblin. <laughs> and I'll stand by that. Um, but like, yeah, I, I just, I like this because I think, and and that's the thing is like this guy has basically, I think his, his plan basically is, what is his name? Laris? Is that right? Laris? Strong? Yeah. Okay. I think his plan is basically like, all right, there is a fucking war coming inside of this, this castle. And yes. I, if I button myself to one of these people and they end up out on top, like I win, right? Like, so, you know, he's putting his chips on the, on, on Alicent basically with like winning this, uh, with it having her son on the throne. And I'm, I'm sure in no doubt, like hoping that like he finds himself being like hand of the King to her son one day. Um, which I, I think would be like probably his, his ultimate goal. However, I think I'm also excited about the concept of him just being this sort of like chaos entity of like, what if, what if everything just exploded? You know, what if I exploded this bottle of bleach in Nero's bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) And like, what would happen then? Um, But like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like that. And I'm sure we'll see more of him, but like, I am curious about what his standing will be in, in 10 years. um, And uh, what he'll be, uh, up to because like i think we need i want to we need an instigator right people have been like dancing around these tensions for too long finally we had some action happen as a result of it i think yeah yeah definitely see some more now so um i also wanted to point out that um lane the when the valerians turned up at west uh well not westeros at king's landing mm-hmm. there were two dragons um, so Le- uh, Lainor was riding uh, Sea Smoke, and Lena was riding Vagar. So Vagar is now the largest dragon to exist in West Westeros because ba- Beleriand's died. Um, but um, so Vagar was born on Dragonstone when Aegon the Conqueror turned up on Westeros, and she is massive, and she's basically been missing for a while, and. Lena was talking about Vagar when she was walking in the gardens with Viserys like she was asking him questions about Vagar and she was like I hope we can find her one day so off screen Lena's found Vagar and has claimed her as a a dragon interesting I did not remember any of that Um, yeah I think uh, I sorry I've, I've been thinking about like this chart I saw maybe years and years ago of like Here's like it's like a line graph of like or a scatter plot of like here's like here's one one axis is like this is how difficult it is to 
raised this pet and like this is like the uh this is like how cool it is to have this pet and like there's like 40 different ones like scattered on there and then like in the very top right like off the graph is like a dragon (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know yeah they are hard to take care of um i think it i think that sounds like um like didn't we talk about this before where like uh one of danny's dragons just like fucked off for like two months or something and then like showed up again was yeah, that, that, that basically that was, what happens with Vega. Yeah. It is hard to like parse with the the dragons because they are like they are certainly the most intelligent animals in this world, and like they maybe they may not have like a human kind of intelligence. I think it's just a different kind of intelligence, but like they they can like discern things and make decisions for themselves. You know, it's like yeah, they're not they're not like instinctual predators that just know how to like eat and reproduce. Um, one of so. the things that I hated most about the ending of Game of Thrones was when da- Daenerys dies and um, Drogon destroys the throne. A lot of people took that as Drogon recognized why she had died and he destroyed the throne. Yeah, that was what out that of was anger. supposed to mean. But then the behind the scenes, D&D are just like, yeah, no, Drogon was just like throwing flames everywhere and he just happened to catch you know, the throne. Drogon kind of forgot about the <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> So they they did an interesting thing, and then like we're like no no we no, don't make any mistakes. We didn't do something smart. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, okay. So that that actually makes the whole thing worse. I didn't even know that because I was like, oh, that's at least something. There's like a cap of some kind at the end there. Like you know this the the dragon like realizing that like the cause of every every single bit of pain and destruction around it this entire journey has been because of this one stupid chair. And like, no, it's just like, because it's a, it's just like, you know, a dog barking at a wall. Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay, well, my my review of Game of Thrones season eight has gone from a zero to a zero. So congratulations. <laughs> Wait, you didn't put a negative one? <laughs> I My scale doesn't have any negatives on it, but I might have to make an exception. <laughs> um, they don't put the negative stars on the, on the, you know, the tracking site. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they should add those. They don't um, want people to cry. Anyway, yeah, uh so overall I liked I liked this episode a lot. I do think there was a little bit too much um jump cuttiness of like yeah. trying to get through a little bit more material than they should have. Like I think that um the wedding segment could have honestly been its own episode if they wanted it to. Um like uh but yeah, other other than that I was I, I like I like the events that transpired, if not like how they were cut together. Um so yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens now going forward. And I, like, genuinely cannot believe Viserys is still alive 10 years after this. Having I seen can't him in this either. State. It is the <laughs> most shocking, one of the most shocking things. But I, I have um, I have prediction for okay. the next episode, even yeah. with the previews. Uh, so I think Al- Allison uh, becomes the evil witch from Sleeping Beauty and takes okay. over the castle and um, tries to put everyone to sleep, mm-hmm. but then Damon comes in, and with his dragon, and his mm-hmm. dragon eats her, which is what I'm hoping happens. Is that what happened in Sleeping Beauty? Um, no, actually, Philip, <laughs> just, Philip just battles her in dragon form. Okay. Which is still one of my favorite scenes, because who doesn't want a man that fights a dragon for you? But still... Um, I really just can't stand her because she becomes so much worse. Um, and I think, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just, that's what I'm hoping is that uh, Damon's dragon eats her. I had a sort of a similar prediction because as you may know, I've been trapped inside Disney Dreamlight Valley. Um, and uh, now nearing, it looks like 27 hours on this game. Um and so I've been in there hanging out with these people, and I uh, I happened to run across the mom from Tangled, the okay. um, the evil witch lady, and I was like, you know, this is this is where Allison's going to end up. Like, I think what happens is that she builds a, a like she locks herself in the big tallest tower with Rhaenyra, and she's like, you can't ever leave. Like, I'm I'm keeping you here, and then Rhaenyra has to like grow her hair out really long, um, so that she can like escape out the window. Okay, I like that. 
Mm-hmm. I think uh, Damon's gonna travel across Westeros and take out all the lords of the Seven Kingdoms. You know, a bit like Kratos taking out all the Greek gods. He's just gonna go around and do that. Okay, just for fun. You for think? no, re- yeah, for no reason. Yeah. Just this is literally just for fun. <laughs> okay, and that happens off screen. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, no. Every every few moments, we're just gonna get a cutaway to Damon like skulking around in a, a, a massive Jedi hood. <laughs> like, what was that? <laughs> and he's just gonna kill them off like through weird like accidental means, like Hitman style. Is he also yeah. gonna kill younglings? Yeah. I've realized that the closest analog to uh, Rapunzel's chameleon friend is the dragon, so we're going to have to fit him in that little room, too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, She she just gets the egg. She hatches it herself. Right, and it's a little dragon this time. uh, Roughly chameleon-sized. And then, um, what happens at the end of that movie? They kill the mom? That doesn't sound right. I swear it's one of those ones where she dies like a horrible death as well. I... Can, Can you imagine remember. going to see that movie in theaters with your mom? <laughs> Just feeling like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I saw that movie with my friend's small nieces and nephews, so they <laughs> can't remember it. Um. Anyway, yeah, so... Just um, it's weird that I'm like in this Disney game, and like the Tangled character they picked is is like the evil mom and not like Rapunzel to be in the game. So like, whatever. She lives in my village now, in a big tower. <laughs> um... <laughs> You put her in the tower. Yeah, well, she chose to live in there, but she also, like, she was like, I tricked you into coming to my house because now that you've walked in, like, my evil magic is is free. And then she just, like, leaves and then, like, gardens and stuff. Oh. There's a little bit of thematic dissonance. Um, anyway, we'll, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's kind of wrap it up here. Um, yeah, so we have our- The series would, um, survive by just becoming a brain like they they encapsulate his brain <laughs> <laughs> although he'll be like um he'll be like mr house from new vegas they'll just oh. have him in like a life support system or he'll be like um <laughs> yo when i saw when i saw mr house like his like real body i just started shooting i was like <laughs> I found him accidentally. I was just like looting the place and I just found that room and I was like, How did you accidentally here? walk into the most high security room in the entire Well, room? I was I was being shot at, but I just like kind of like was trying to get all the snow globes. So I just like ran in there to like just see if there was one in there. Wow. And I was just like, Oh, what's this like weird contraption? And I just pulled him out and he was like, Why would you do this? You- I was like, what? <laughs> okay. Like also can you can you like agree with me that like Mr. House is absolutely Walt Disney? <laughs> Like he's like a hundred percent. He looks exactly like him, and he's like he's like frozen in a cryopod for like hundreds of years. You know, Um, Um, are we gonna cry? Like, do the version of cryopod in um, the show for Viserys? Yeah, Viserys. Viserys is 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 locked himself in a cryopod uh, until the year three thousand, where he emerges and joins a delivery company. (laughs) <laughs> with a spaceship delivery and a and sort of a fun robot that's an alcoholic, um, and maybe that's <laughs> part of the Futurama reboot. <laughs> Wait, so he becomes friends with Bender? <laughs> yeah, I think this is sort of a prequel to Futurama in that way, um, okay. which uh, you know is is coming back in a few months. So everyone get ready. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think I, I just cannot fucking believe Viserys lasts more than another episode. Like, I can't he has either. to kick the I'm, bucket soon. Please. I mean, he looks, so he looks bad. Get him, get him out of his misery, dude. Like, he, he looks. I posted the picture. He looks like the king from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he does. He looks even worse in that Snapchat sheet. He's the fact that like, he's wearing a mask kind of means that bits of his face are starting to fall off too. Like, I feel so bad for him. It's all. It's like. It, I think he might actually last until episode seven. Oh my gosh! What well, it is the shock of the season, y'all? That <laughs> that he is still alive. Yeah, those leeches must be working really well. That's no, dude. The bloodletting is real. Listen, when you're sick, it's because you have too much blood. Uh, can I can I actually like say this? For, this is very interesting. And I was again just listening back through some last podcast episodes. They were talking about it, but like back in those days, they like assumed that basically everybody had four elements that they, that made up their entire body that were yellow bile, black bile blood and phlegm and those four elements made up every part of your body 
And so, Interesting. yeah, every t- every disease that somebody had was due to an imbalance because there always had to be an exact equal amount of those four things in your body. Um, well, I'm glad that we've uh, evolved from that. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so. Yeah, the uh, anyway, yeah, let's uh, look, I'm not feeling great right now. So what that means is that I have a lot of black bile. And what I need to do is let that out with some leeches. So well, I'm I'm glad that uh, you uh, are gonna go do that. And I'm gonna go uh, cook something. I'm gonna go to bed. Nice. Okay, I Sweet. need to also eat something too. All right, cool. Well, you guys know where to find us. We're the we're we're in the dragon. We're inside of the dragon. We've cut it open like a tom tom. Right. Uh, I was gonna say we're Pinocchio. These <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we did. Yeah, all of us are huddled inside of a, a dragon, like in a big snowy cave. And I guess the Yeti shows up. That was weird in the movie, but um, anyway, yeah. So yeah, you can find us at uh, gamebusterspod.com, all of our stuff. And remember to listen to our other stuff. Um, if you listen to this, I don't think we're going to have an, a regular Game Busters episode this week because I died. Um, so um, I may just do a thing where I just kind of yell at video games for a while. I don't know. But we'll, we'll see. So I'll, I'll probably put something up on, on Friday. But otherwise, uh, make sure to tune back in next week. Um, I think we'll probably have the next episode out next Wednesday morning like usual. Um, and I think my friend Chelsea is going to join us too and give some of her strongly worded opinions. Um, cause like, uh, man, I don't know. I don't think I've, I, I've seen a lot of people that were angry about game of Thrones. Like, I don't think I've seen anyone as angry as her. So I'd love to have her in here just kind of yelling with me. <laughs> um, so yeah. All right, cool. Well, let's pack it up. Um, did we, do we, have we, have we ended by making a dragon sound every week or was that one time? <laughs> That was one time. We we did make a crap sound. Yeah. Yeah, that was true. That. Was there any new animals in this? That was a rat. There was mm-hmm. a rat, yeah. And could just... do some could do some rat sounds, which I don't know that they're it's kind of a chirping sound. Hello, um, I'm Ratatouille. That is That's... exactly what he says in the game, actually. It's so weird. <laughs> Why does he, he introduce himself as Ratatouille? Like, Hello, I'm Ratatouille. I swear his name isn't Ratatouille, it's, no, it's Remy. Not. Ratatouille it's is the meal is he makes. <laughs> Everyone in that game like introduces themselves like, hi, I'm Elsa Frozen. It's like, that's not, right? <laughs> okay, everyone do your best Ratatouille impression on three, okay? One, two, three. Look at a pizza. Make this pasta dish. <laughs> Mamma mia. <laughs> that did take place in France, though, so I think we all messed up. <laughs> all, right. Uh, all right, see you guys. Dragon, dragon, bust the dragon, 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 bust the dragon, 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 bust the dragon, dragon, hot D. What does the back of the bottle say? I can't remember. I don't know. I can't see anymore.